We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast today. We would also like to pay our respect to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You are listening to Best Duties, an LGBTQIA podcast about the amazing, incredible people in our community and the wonderful work that they're doing. Hi, my name is Justin Hill. I'm a TV presenter and red carpet reporter. And the terribly average thing that I did today was I cleaned out my messy drawer. Oh, not the messy drawer. Yeah. Did you find things that you didn't know you had had for yes, years? lots of 3M hooks. Yep. <laughs> like an old passport, an old license. Yeah. I thought you were going to say pasta then because I was going to be like, yes, Probably pasta that shells too. in there. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. Hi, I'm Sam Devonport, an events manager by day and a drag queen by night. And for those of you who are listening last week, my new vacuum cleaner is incredible. <laughs> I highly recommend buying a Dyson to anyone. Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> I wish. Please send me free shit. <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore. We have a very special guest in the studio today, and I do say that about everyone because everyone is very special. Uh, he is an author, an actor, super handsome, not that that's important. Uh, the amazing Harry Cook is here. Aww, Hi. Hello. So thank great you to have me. you in. You were like one of the people at the top of our list to have on this podcast. When we, we, when we first started, Absolutely. we had a little short list and you were like number three. Oh, well, that's sweet. It yeah. only had three people on the list. <laughs> It was a very short list. <laughs> number four was me. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I was number one. So here we are. <laughs> now, um, you are in the middle of, um, I guess you're about to finish mm-hmm. an actual real life book. A real like book. with paper and pages and, cover on it. and words. And it gets pretty. And will it say by Harry Cook yeah. on the Wow. And it's a big name on there. I was like, I want it. Half the size of the cover. <laughs> is so the book just full of just, it just says Harry yeah, Cook. They're like 400 pages. They're like, wait, chapters. is the book called Harry Cook? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, tell us about your, your little book that you've got coming out. Yeah. So I started writing it probably about a year and a half ago. And um, it's a story about <clears throat> a young kid who is outed by um, some pretty nasty guys at his school. And the conservative family that, he, that his, uh, his family Decide to uproot him and move towns. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hoping that he will, you know, straighten him out, but pun intended. And <laughs> instead of that, he falls in love with a guy at his new school. And when his parents find out, they send him to a conversion camp. Oh, wow. 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 So it's I, kind of like a breakout. One of the movies that I watched this year that really, really shook me quite a bit was Boy Erased. Oh, heavy. Um. It's horrific to think. I remember when I was talking to um, some of the cast and the crew of that movie that there are still conversion camps around. Yeah. It's, so yeah, mind it's still blowing. legal in some parts of Australia. Isn't that horrific mm. to think that, like, that's what's happening? And it's and a lot of people think, oh, conversion camps are such an antiquated way of thinking. But it's actually happening, right? Yeah. And that's, I think, the scariest part is people think, oh, we're not there anymore. Like, people don't try and change their kids that much. Like, yeah. they're not really subjecting them to it. And they are. Like, yeah. That's so terrifying. And I think it's it's just bizarre that we still think that that's, a, not we, but, like, that people still think that it's okay that you can go and subject your kids. To, like, it's torture. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a literal form of torture yeah. that you're, you're doing to these kids. It's crazy. Horrific. So, um... How do you how do you sit down and like what inspiration do you draw from when you are writing a book like this that has some heavy. you know it has some heavy stuff in it and I'm sure it's got some some good stuff as well and it's obviously an important so. story to tell yeah but you know how do you get yourself into the headspace to write a story like that um I've I mean I know a few people who've been through uh, um, conversion therapy Garrett Conley as well who who's 
who wrote Boy Erased. That's yeah. I've spoken to him a fair bit and um, another friend, Chris. Um, so I, I kind of, I, I was more scared of telling it authentically. I didn't yeah. want to write a story that I did because I thankfully haven't been through conversion therapy. Mm. Um, but I wanted to make sure that what I did tell was, was as close to what actually happens and, and, and um, try and get it right. But, um, and then you kind of have to make a narrative so people actually want to read it and it's not yeah. so horrific. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I've, I'm, I'm hoping it's as close to what it, the actual thing is. Um, and then the story itself, I really wanted just a young love story yeah. that ends happily for once. And a modern <laughs> yeah. day, you know, love story as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. it's, it's terrible to think like to be ignorant to the fact that love like this isn't happening. Cause I hate to tell you, there are three <laughs> people in this room that fell in love just like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Amen to that. And you too, Sam. Um, funny you should say that, but anyways. <laughs> you, you were talking about the little dates that you've been on with the oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so cute. Is it Dear official relations. yet? Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Guess who's going to be the next guest on our podcast? <laughs> Absolutely not. Actually, look at the door now. No, I'm kidding. So funnily enough, you should say that he literally works in the next building. Does he really? Yeah. What building? Um, the... Beat that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, do, do you know what I mean? They're like, it's crazy to think that like ignorance is like the way people deal with a lot of this stuff. They're yeah. like, oh, if I don't admit it or if I don't talk about it or if or I don't if we send someone it, away and try and get yeah. them fixed up, they'll come back <laughs> all better. It'll be fine. There are love up. stories just like this going on, you know, all day, every day. Yeah. And love is, our love story is no different to anyone else's really. Exactly. And I think that's really important. We should be showing young people, especially young people who are at school, yeah. that you can have these really beautiful, happy ever after love stories. I mean, conversion therapy is a horrific thing that yeah. I've, I've used a kind of a monster in the book because like, mm-hmm. you need an enemy, you need a villain in any book. That you, yeah, And I figured that's a really good way that's to That's one start. to have. That's yeah. one to have. Yeah, yeah. That's a perfect so, one to have. But yeah. How does it feel to think that this could be a book that could wind up in school libraries and could be teaching kids and educating adults and teachers yeah. in the future? Pretty mad. Does it give you butterflies? When yeah, you kind of it think does. About just because I think, I mean, and you'll agree, I guess. Like growing up, I never, never had anything like that. Absolutely you didn't have not. A, there was no books. There was no real television. I remember. Oh my god, queer as folk was like as close <laughs> as it got. <laughs> I was like folk. SBS. I would like going in front of my because well, I, I, like, oh I was that little bit younger where my shut first, up, Sam. God, I was trying to say something nice. <sighs> um, my first. Uh, visibility of gay people on TV was career for the straight guy. Yeah. So, yeah. and that was a very, even still now that then was just the stereotypical gay friend. Yes. That yeah. was like, yes, honey, like, you can wear yeah, that. Like, right. and even now I re- went and saw Love, Simon when it came out Oh, and bold. I lost it. Oh, God. And my friends, my friends bold. were sitting there going, it's not that sad. And I'm like, no, it's not sad for you, but it, it's sad for exactly. me. Yeah. I never had that growing no. up. So I've gone to the movies and watched a love story that I can actually relate to. Yeah. And, yeah. I was saying to my friends after we came out, if I was a teenager at that time getting to see that movie, I think my I, my experience would have been very different. Could yeah, absolutely. I remember interviewing Kenan Lonsdale um, when that movie came out. And, like, I'm, you know, I'm in my early to mid-30s and... <laughs> I was just say you're 28. It's all right. It's what your grinder profile (laughs) says. We'll go with that. And I found it really difficult to not like fangirl out, not over him, but just over the movie. Yeah. And it was funny because like he was kind of, he was obviously very connected to the film as well, but, but for him, it was like, you know, a movie that he did 12 months ago and he was like there to make sure that everyone watched it. But I was trying to get across to him, I'm like, you have to understand the gravity of this movie. Like, like you're at the start of a social movement. Yeah. And it's yeah. not just kids. It's like, you're going to have a lot of older people who come and watch this film and 
you know, they couldn't be, they can be elderly and watch this film and be like, I think I connect to the scene in that between, um, the boy and his mum when he came out. Oh yeah. That was, Oh yeah. That's where I cried. Yeah. Yeah. Bold, bold and bold, ugly crying, like in the cinema. Ugly, ugly (laughs) crying. Like a hyperventilating, (laughs) like, I was, oh gee, it was not Because you're so used to like translating it. Like every movie you watch, you're like, oh, I can kind of imagine if that was, if I was her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I fell in love with it. Like Like when Ricky Martin sang, you know, she bangs. (laughs) Yeah. You would always be like, well, he he means pain. (laughs) (laughs) Does she bang? It's about me. (laughs) She bangs, you know, inverted commas. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but I completely agree. I think that, and having a book like that in libraries, I always like to talk to people about stuff like this because I honestly think that there are times when people like us in our generation are yeah. creating, you know, pieces of literature or making a movie or, and I said, I actually said the same thing to some of the cast and yeah. said to them, you know, how does it feel to know that one day we will look back on this and be like, this is a pivotal moment in, you know, yeah. Like, you know, we reference things all the time from 20 or 30 years ago. And I bet at the time, those people didn't realize that we would reference them. Mm. But absolutely, with a book yeah. like this coming out by an Australian author, oh, you know. Thank you. That's really sweet. No, yeah, that's so. That's such a sweet thing. I think it's more, I've always, and I think since I realized I was gay and I had a really hard time coming out. And since then, I'm like, we need to do more for mm. young people. Young people need to feel seen. And I feel like we're not still. Like, I feel like yeah. it's definitely, a, like, we need mm. to get there. We need to show kids that. You're okay. Yeah. It's okay. Tell us about your coming out story because you have been in the media since you were quite young. Yeah. I mean, you did just a little movie with, you know, a couple of major Hollywood stars. (laughs) No big deal. I got quite lucky very young. Yeah. No, and yeah, it's a weird thing to grow up, be young in this industry. You've been, you've been in this industry forever. Yeah, I'm only 25. Exactly. (laughs) It's just getting younger and younger next year. I'm only 17. (laughs) (laughs) I was born yesterday. But yeah, my coming out sucks. Actually, I had a really mm. tough time with my my uh, my dad in particular. My dad did not; uh, he was not okay with it at all. Um, my mum was alright, um, but it took my dad a really long time to kind of get past what he'd grown up yeah. believing. I yeah. guess, like in the nineties, we grew up in the UK. I was I moved here when I was ten, and for my dad, like the only stuff he saw was such heavy, horrific news reporting from from the early eighties to nineties about, you know, the AIDS epidemic. Yeah. It was his idea. It was just like, oh my God. This well, that is... commercial that they played with the, yeah, exactly. the, ten oh, the, the bowling pins. Yeah. yeah. I still, mean, that was still horrific. One of the that. most That's... damaging things you could, they could have ever done. Yeah. I really yeah. feel like, you know, I hope that the people that did that understand the, what they Gravity did. Of what, yeah. Because like, that, so back sure. then people just that... assumed gay people, gay people get AIDS, AIDS, you die. Yeah. So it was like, oh, if you're gay, you're going to die. Yeah. That was so, just the, it was A to That's B. it. There's no other way that I think it's for a parent be. who was like, oh, my dad would agree now. He's, he's so cool. He's, he's very, very, very changed view and changed man. But he would say he was an ignorant, ignorant person back then because it was so drummed into you that that was. And when, when you're washed by the media to believe something. Totally. When you see that all over the TV, that's the first thing you're going to think of. Totally. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. So that was a little bit of a struggle. A bit rough. A bit yeah. rough. But thankfully, I mean, through time, he he did come to the conclusion that we're all great. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, it's a lot. And gay sons buy better gifts for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Just putting it out there. That's so true. <laughs> we we do a lot better. No. Now, speaking of being, you know, an actor and, and an author and all of the work that you've done, do you still um, hear from Gina Davis? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, no, I was so stoked. We, well, I really, she's actually going to be in I know, Sam's Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam oh, my God. Realized, um, research our guests that are coming in, all right? <laughs> I did, but I didn't think you'd still be in contact. Yes. Yeah. 
That's that's so cool. We should call it. No, I'm not. Yeah, you should, you, oh, what a great suggestion. <laughs> what is Gina? No. You should see a little baby Harry in that film. He's so oh, cute. Oh, I'm a pretty cute. With your messy I'm hair. A cute in that. I was, I was thinking I was like 18 in that. Child. Child yeah. actor. But no, she's she's going to be, I'm going to plug her thing now. She's going to be in New Zealand in uh, October 3rd yeah. for the Power of Inclusion Summit. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. yeah, she's doing like a big talk. I was going to go see her, but yeah. it's, she's there for like, literally she flies in oh, rude. in the morning and then leaves. I know. So God rude. damn it. God, these That A-list these live. A-list oh, is fly in, fly out. I'd be like, let me see the scenery and have a glass of wine while I'm here. <laughs> That's why I make a bad celebrity because I'd, like, I'd be like, I need to sleep. You guys, fly me there a week before. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Let me sample all the local delicacies. No, no, just the wine. Yeah. Just the wine. Just the booze. Just the wine and just the cheese. Um, so what other projects have you got on the go at the moment? Well, nothing. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm incredibly I mean, you're busy. only writing a book. It's no, no big deal. Well, no, yeah. So the book, I'm starting to think about the next book that I want to write, which, fingers crossed, it's all going to be gay characters and mm. queer characters and LGBT characters because I feel like we should have a hell of a lot more of those. Um, so yeah, thinking about the next book that I, I want to write, I've got really amazing publishers over in the UK who are so open to Go hearing ahead. ideas and stuff, which is always cool. You feel very like supported. Um, in terms of acting, I would love to do a Marvel movie. Oh, same. But so, well, I reckon me and you and oh, we should all, all let's of us. Let's see you at the Marvel like, premieres. I know. The time and oh my god, they're the best kind of movie. <laughs> oh, do you guys? Yes. Is that lots of fun? We go uh, to Marvel <laughs> premieres. <laughs> Sorry, Just remember, Sam. you guys both get plus ones on those. <laughs> I have taken you to an event before. You right. have. We went to so the Men's Shut Health Man of the Year Awards. It was lots of fun. <laughs> cool. See, I didn't get invited to that. Uh, I didn't yeah, get sorry. invited to Men's Health. No, or... but we do get to go to Marvel movies. We do go oh to Oh, my those. God. If someone said to me, what would you, you know, like, if you could pick anything that you'd like to do, I would love to be in one of those movies. How good would it be? I think we should. We should be gay superheroes, <gasps> us three. We should just, like, we should fly into the wind. Yeah. I mean, the costume ideas. Great. Oh, my God. I know. Could you <laughs> imagine? To be honest, I don't watch it. Can you imagine Marvel how... movies to to contribute more than just flying? Well, I do. I can be the brain. So you, you can, can be you the brawn. Yeah. Perfect. Easy. Easy. And I'll be the beauty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I wanted to go back to a point that you made before about having um, people like this when we were growing up. Yes. And I want to kind of reference to something that came out in the news recently, yeah. which was Jonathan Van Ness, um, you yeah. know, I guess, announcing that he was uh, living with um, HIV. Mm-hmm. And... I think this is a perfect example, and I'll see what you guys think. Everyone has already made up their mind about how much they love JVN. Yes. They've mm-hmm. already made up their mind about what they think of him. He is universally loved, and yep. like I remember reading the interview that he did, I think it was with the New York, New York Times, about this book that he's got coming out, and they said he continually got interrupted. And he, like people literally, and, and he was sitting at this cafe like, Tears pouring, oh, you know, read, down yeah, his face, I read and, that. Yeah. and people were coming over, and they were like, "Oh my god, I love you!" And he was so polite, and so, mm. you know, he was like, "Oh, you know, I can't have a photo right now, but thank you so much." And he would say "Namaste" at the end, and they said that was oh. his kind of way of saying "Go away." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of like this idea that we have this person that is held in such high esteem, mm. and he has let the world in on this story about himself. And I think the best thing that we that we can do is to be like, this is just a very small part of who totally. he is. Yeah. And I think it has been nice to see the reaction of not like horror and, you know, like it probably would have been in the 80s or yeah. 90s. It's just been like... Thank you for sharing your story and thank you for being so open with us. Because there were other things that he mentioned in his story yeah. as well about mm. how he used to 
you know, uh, be a sex worker. And he also used to we take drugs and, and yeah, yeah, used yeah, to take yeah. meth and stuff like that. So yeah. there were also other things that he's spoken about as well. And I, I think that it's about time that those sorts of stories, I don't want to say they were normalized, but they were at least, you know, talked destigmatized, about. Destigmatized. Yeah, like, destigmatized. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I have a lot of feelings about this. Please tell us. So I feel like, as you said, someone who's held so highly regarded in a public profile, coming out as being HIV positive is going to remove part of the stigma around HIV being HIV positive. Um, As I said before, AIDS used to be a death sentence. Mm -hmm. That was it. Once you got HIV, that was it. I remember um, when I came out, my mum was really scared for me. She nursed a couple of friends through HIV, Mm. AIDS-related deaths. Um, So when I came out to her, her first thought was, I don't want to have to bury my son. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for someone who's in such a public profile, being able to give awareness and being able to educate people that totally. things like PrEP exist, things like yep. PEP exist, um, and all that kind the of stuff. It's viral load. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. That you're more likely to get HIV from someone who doesn't know their status exactly, than yeah. someone who's actually HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I just feel like it's a, such a step in the right direction and he deserves all the thanks in the world for being able to help destigmatize yeah. something that isn't actually now isn't as big as a deal as what it used no, to be. No, that's it. And I th- I th- that's a problem. I think people still think it is. I mm. think a, a lot of a, a lot of people still think it. We are still in the eighties. Yeah. We're not. We're nowhere near it. So. Yeah. God bless him. Um, I love him. Yeah, he's just phenomenal. Like I honestly want to be in that his circle. His smile. Of friends. Oh, so hang out. He just has. Oh my God, doing his hands he just on has his the face most right now. Lovely <laughs> smile, and it just looks so warm and welcoming. Yeah. And. Do you know what? I can't believe you got to spend like a weekend yeah, with them in Yass. Yeah, uh, I hate, it was hate just on a cellular the, level. <laughs> you know what? Like, I don't often find myself wanting to like be a part of other people's friends group. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, you know, nice to meet new people or whatever. But I have my friends. I was like, please be my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend group because you guys <laughs> are. In. And the weird thing is, right, is with those they audition separately. I think they may have like known people like all gay guys do. Like, you know, you know, <laughs> I know you, you know that person. But they have just become the like best of friends yeah. and like a family. And it's just so nice, even if you take all of the TV away and all of changing people's lives, if you just look at how they have managed to come together as a family and how comfortable they are in each other's presence and, you know, and have become poster boys for who we are. And yeah. also too, you know how you were talking about, um, you know, Queer Eye being your first reference. Yeah, yeah. And I often watch that show now and I'm like, it almost makes me cringe. Mm. And I think at the time it was very important, but I think now I'm like, oh gosh, you know, you're, you're playing such a character. Yeah. But now I look at the recent version and I'm like, look how many facets of different, yeah. you know, the, the cultural facets and, you know, um, physical facets. And, and I think that they've done a great job to make that TV show a real beacon for our community. For sure. Yeah. Well. It's funny though, because even like, I remember I've watched some reruns of like Will and Grace and I'm yeah. like, some of those jokes, I'm like. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. How can you say that? Bad like, jokes and I'm a in those fan of that show. Me too. But I think yeah. it's one of the funniest. Like they're so great. But the transphobia like... in that show massive. is huge, massive. And you only look at it now, and you're like, oh, we yeah. But isn't it good that we can look back on it and totally. go, this isn't okay That's to what say? I think exactly. Important. Yeah, absolutely. And even the new seasons as well pick up on the fact that they used to say things that weren't okay, yes. and they've yeah. started making jokes that are a lot more inclusive and uh, jokes and not yeah. offensive. Yes. And also too, we have to be able to joke about ourselves. It's how we. It's Get on. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, being a gay person in the media, I wanted to talk to you about this. When I did a Mr. Gay Pride Australia this year, um, the I was expecting more of a reaction from you guys when I said that. Oh, we hear like, about it every episode. So continue. <laughs> you can say ooh and ah or ha ha or whatever. Anyway. Incredible. Um, didn't win, so never mind. Um, <clears throat> Should have. Should have won. One of the things that my big thing going into it was is that I wanted to be a representative in, in the media yeah. who is a member of the LGBT community, but also just happens to be like 
I just happen to have a boyfriend. Like, yep. do you know what I mean? And I feel like one of the points that I made to them in a lot of my, you know, kind of um, speeches and stuff was that I feel like the references that we've had have been stereotypes and have been yeah. the funny sidekick or have been yep. the annoying neighbor or a, a joke. And I don't want to discredit those people who have played those roles before because we wouldn't have been here now if we hadn't have had those. Any but visibility is good visibility. Absolutely. And so I think it's important to have people in the media who are not in the media because they are LGBT, yes, but they agreed. just happened yeah. to be. And I think that's what we're on the border of at the moment yeah. is that you don't want to be the token gay person in something. And like, I've been told, right, that I'm not suitable for roles because they've got enough gay people. Mm. Or we've had the gay entertainment reporter, so we don't really need another one. Mm. And I'm like, no, I, that's not why I want to do no, it. I just I want to do it because I'm yeah. good at my job. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I like to think that I'm a good yeah. entertainment reporter and I just happen to have a boyfriend. Like, totally. that's how I kept referencing it to myself. But also, too, I, I will say this. It did feel like, even in Mr. Gay Pride Australia, that that was, that was a hard concept for them to understand and for them to get traction around. Sure, yeah. And I think it's important having people... Like yourself and like oh, you, Sam, as well. Like, you know, there's a point of us doing this so that we are super normal. And that's why we start this podcast saying the super average thing that we did because we are incredibly average. Yeah. We, we all just are. Which is the to coolest have thing. some exactly. fancy jobs every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> have you true. seen any examples of people that you think are great representatives? Oh, there's a lot. I think, um, <clears throat> I think, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, wow, we're really going to have to edit out Justin's cough. Is he okay? Like, do you need some water? Justin (laughs) wins. Yes, thank you. Sorry, I'm being very, very needy today. No. (laughs) Yes, yourself, your fine self. Um, You, like, threw me, like, a shady look, then, like, stop coughing. (laughs) No, that's what I was thinking. I was like, "Mm, please calm down. (laughs) Soother Uh, or... Hey, look, I've never said that I'm not needy, so you can't hold that against me. True. This is news. (laughs) No. Um, who's that, who's the wonderful actor on American Horror Story that, um, she's, she's Sarah Paulson. Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Oh yeah. I think brilliant. she's incredible. And I think she's a beautiful actor and like you're saying. And you would say. You, she just she's just a, a wonderful actor with yeah. a girlfriend. Yeah. And you yeah. don't sort of attach it as this, she's not re- like running around with a rainbow yeah. flag, which is not a bad thing. No, but, no, no. But also her main, her profession is being an actor. Yeah. Her personal life is getting gay, which is how straight actors are. Right. I feel like it's with her especially actor, right? With her especially, she is an actor that happens to be gay, not a gay actor. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a very strange thing that's happening a lot. Like you're getting people who are only thought of as gay actors. Whereas, I know. whereas you never have a straight actor. I know. As an They're act- all actors. As an actor yourself, I know there's been some things in the media at the moment about Gus Kenworthy uh, yeah. taking a straight role and yes. they're saying, Well, oh God, why he isn't so he so good in that TV show, by the oh, way? Right. Yeah, um, oh, right. anyways, um anyways, <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that as that he is a gay man? Should he be taking a gay role or in mm. the, in the reverse, oh, in the reverse. straight people taking gay mm. roles? Well, see, I think it's, I think it's, first of all, I didn't know he acted. <laughs> How did he get that this, role um, to begin he, with? This is the first time happens. He is allowed to do whatever he wants. Don't no. you know? He's hot. Let him do what he pleases. <laughs> but no, so I do think in terms of, yeah, that's a really good question in terms of should gay people be allowed to play straight and if so why can't straight actors play gay yeah. my thing is is there's not enough parody when it comes to roles in general so i think he him playing a straight character is kind of cool because we don't really ever get those yeah roles. yeah like when it i actually did a thing not long ago about if you i asked a bunch of people on instagram like can you 
name five action heroes who were openly gay actors mm. or five superheroes who were openly gay actors, five romantic comedy leads, like in a big budget. And you shouldn't even, like, you shouldn't have even to name five. No. Like you should just be like, Oh God, I can't think of exactly. There are so many, but yeah. like, and I honestly, I got two replies and they were like, we can't think of it. Yeah. <laughs> like two replies were like, Oh, maybe these. And I was like, no, they're no, they're not. <laughs> I, also too, taking it a step further. I think it's important to have, people like Gus playing straight roles. I think that's fine. Like, For sure. I you know, it, I think it should go both ways. It should be about how the actor plays the role. Totally. Now, there is a TV show that is coming out, and I have been very lucky enough to watch it already, called The Politician. You've seen that? Yes. So <clears throat> this is a perfect he's example. Like, he's famous. <laughs> Let him just have his moment. Oh, I've watched the TV show already. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's this... Um, great part of what Ryan Murphy does where he pushes the boundaries of what's on TV. And I think... What I want to encourage people to see in this TV show, and it caught me by surprise very pleasantly because it wasn't super obvious, but that was the... Are we going to have to bleep this out because no, you're not allowed to talk about no, it? No, no, no. I think I'm allowed to talk about this. <laughs> it is the sexual fluidity of the of some of the characters. Yeah, right. Yep. So there is, and I've only, I've watched like maybe four or five episodes, but there is a moment in it where one of the characters uh, happens to be into boys, but he's also into girls. And okay. I immediately was like, oh, well, he's actually gay, but he's pretending to like that girl. And then five episodes later, I was like, oh no, he actually, well, that's really great. Like he actually is just, you know, sexually fluid, fluid yeah. about yeah. his and sexuality. Like in Shit's Creek, Dan Levy's character, yeah. Amazing, where they yeah. have the conversation standing in the wine shop and he's like, I like red wine. But sometimes I like white wine. Such a <laughs> and good sometimes scene. I like a rose. Yeah. And then we goes on this huge hand about how he had sex with the trans person. I'm like, good on you. Yeah, good for you. But I thought that was an incredible moment. And same with that. It yeah. makes you it, the visibility changes and you start realizing more things because they, they are being shown totally, in a mainstream yeah. way. And I would encourage people to watch it and think, like, don't, like, you can obviously look at it and think about the story and what's happening, but think about what you're not being told. And I think yeah. that's what we need to be looking for in these TV shows and stuff like that is seeing representation of people like that, because that's important. And it, you know, if that makes one person feel like they're inclusive, included and wanted, then yeah. that's the job done. Absolutely. Now, Harry. We do have a part of this podcast where we like to lift up our best duties, hence the name. Now, for those people that don't know, the, the term best duty, uh, it comes from, uh, it's also known as good duty, and it comes from uh, a term from the 50s where where it was like a coded way of saying you were gay. So you would say uh, you someone a friend was a friend of Dorothy. Of Dorothy. Right. Yeah. So Judy Garland. Judy and so it was a way of, and, and, and even though it's kind of like a little bit of a negative thing, it's kind of taken a positive spin and it's like a way of saying that it's your best gay friend or it can be yeah. your best straight friend, just your best friend in general. So we always like to highlight a best duty in our podcast. Do you have anyone that you would like to highlight that's amazing in your life? Oh yeah. I mean, can I can I sort of like say somebody who I'm dating? Yeah, would that be f- that's kind of where I was leading yeah. you to. <laughs> I was wondering if you were like kicking me in that direction, just like, gently. Justin's just Justin's been hinting yeah. a lot. Today. I don't know whether you heard those coughs earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's subtle. Uh, yeah. Pierce Jacobs. Is, oh, um, Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. And you know Pierce. I do you? know you Pierce. Know. I don't know Pierce. Who's Pierce? Oh, he's around. He works. get to me. He works. Oh, hey. Here we he go. <laughs> no, yeah. He's very, very, he's wonderful. Very cool. Can I talk about, I'm sure that um, he would like to talk about this of what something that you did for him recently. Sure. When you took him to see the penguins. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. You were so cute. How great am I? Can I know. you tell us that story? Yeah, I'm pretty amazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, like brownie points for this. Yeah. No, so he, I, I remember when we were, like, we'd been dating like a couple of months and it was like a stupid off the cuff question. I was like, oh, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Like, so, you know, like if you. How does that come up? No, no. I so, have never oh, had that conversation with my boyfriend. And we've been sitting on the couch. couch. You know, like, like, sitting on the couch no and turned around and be like, yeah, so if I, if all my legs and arms fell off, would you still love me? Like one oh, of those yeah, questions. Those questions. No, but like, not like, what animal would you be? I don't know. No, because I had that question like drama school. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> now I feel insane. Yeah, like, okay. like I'm like, oh yeah, what animal are you? That's a, like a creep. No, obviously you're having more intelligent conversations than what my boyfriend and I are having. Nah. We talk about like, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> Which is a sensible, yeah. mature adult conversation to have. What animal? Are you? No, but he was like, oh, I'd probably be like a penguin because they're like cute and smart. And like yeah. Cool and so then we went to dinner at the aquarium a couple of weeks ago and he was like fascinated by the penguins. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that would be really cool if we could like... I can't take him to Antarctica. Apparently, that's really expensive. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't but, surprise me. Yeah, yeah. No. but no. So mm. I took we went. I took him to like the behind the scenes tour of the aquarium, and we went and like hung out with the penguins. Yeah, got to go on the yeah. ice and stuff. It was pretty sick. Sam's like pretty... jaw is like dropped. It was so cool. <laughs> ben, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we have a name. Um, what can't? Yeah, I know, right? Ben, Ben, hey, ben oh, you're dropping who, hints now. Ben, who works in the building next door? Yeah, ben. I'm just gonna go outside later and just start screaming out, Ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs> Sam's looking for you, Ben. <laughs> You're regretting saying that, aren't you? I will Absolutely. <laughs> I will take you to the aquarium yeah. to see penguins if you do that. I think that is incredible. Oh, I think you're going to take me to the aquarium feed me to the sharks or something. <laughs> do they eat, like, humans in those aquariums? Surely. Sure. Uh, Meals Surely. Meal. <laughs> Absolutely. So my best duty this week uh, has to... It, this is literally my best duty, and her name is Bron Hay. I repeat, Bron Hay. Um, she is my best friend and we have been planning our trip to New York for Christmas recently. And I am like, I could not think of anyone in the world. You know, we talk about- Is she coming with you? Yeah, she's coming with me. Oh, that's awesome. I just am so excited. She's such a Christmas person and like would literally like celebrate Christmas 24 seven if she could. And so I'm so excited to be like with my chosen family in like the most amazing place on earth. That's bucket list. To yeah, go to New absolutely. York at Christmas is, I want to do that And she trusts me so much that she lets me dye her hair, which is like huge. That's brave. Um, yeah, I know. So Bron, you are my best duty this week. Um, I know you listen to our podcast and I really hope that you know how much I love you. Sam. That was cute. Oh, <laughs> really? that's See, adorable. I can't nice sometimes. See, mine's a bit of a bigger picture thing. And after last week's episode, when we were talking about uh, non-binary people with et cetera, mm-hmm. um, the organisers of the Brit Awards are actually looking at um, considering making their award categories gender neutral. Oh, good. So right. they should. So Especially good. after everything we've been talking about today. Absolutely. I just thought, what an awesome thing. Incredible. Yeah. Maybe they'll make that statue pretty this year too. <laughs> Some years it's, it's a, just oh, a weird shocking. silver Speaking blob, of statues, hey. and you can get rid of this because I do want to work in Australia again on the television, but we <laughs> need logies? to do something about the logo. I'm yeah. sorry. That looks like a melted foot. That's know, been like thrown Gumby. at the wall, like it's so bad. Yeah. And the like awkward like TV that it's holding. It's like, so bad. Like, that anymore. like a Drag Race makeover and have yeah. it like real sassy. Yeah, that needs to be a challenge on Drag Race Wouldn't Australia. Cool? Oh my god, that's, that's a great idea. Oh, that's we should good. put them that to the, that TV show. And be I like, want to go on that show, to, not as a drag queen, but I would love to be on that show. You could be the first guest that we have on this show that could be a judge on that show too. <gasps> oh yes, please. I'm putting my pitch out there now. I want to be on. I want to be a judge on RuPaul's. <laughs> the tens upon tens of people who listen to our podcast will answer you. Surely Harry Cook. there's one who can get me that job. 
Look, uh, yeah, Brit Awards, I think that's a great idea. They it's definitely, a it's, a, idea. it's about time. I feel like it's probably a little bit like, you know, old fashioned to have male and female roles. Yeah. Awards. Especially, hmm. especially now that there's people that have been in those categories that don't fit into them anymore. Exactly. Why are we awarding exactly. people based on their gender? Exactly. When we should be awarding them based on their talent. Their talent, exactly. Now, if you do have a best duty, you can obviously give them a shout out. We like to have other people's best duties on this show. If you want to follow us on Instagram at best duties, drop us a DM and we will get your best duty shout out out there. Can you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. And finally, in the podcast today, Harry, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you for having me. One thing we like to do is a little affirmation in this podcast, or as we like to call them, an aff. Hermation, <laughs> um, because you know we are very pro female. We are pro everyone. I feel like I've been saying we're pro female, but I feel like maybe we should move we're just beyond pro that. Every, like pro any, everybody. if you're on any kind of spectrum, if you're yep. part of the rainbow family, if you're not, yep, pro you, black, white, uh, yeah, or grey, yeah. anything, any everything, and anything in between. What is our affirmation this week? Sam? Well, I'm going to call you out quickly because you said I don't research our guests, and our <laughs> special guest today starred in a production of Rent. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you were like, did I? <laughs> like, wow. The bio on your website, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Just because you Googled something in the two minutes when we were talking then does He's not make you prepared. <laughs> it was on the train on the way here, actually. Thank you very much. Um, so this quote is from Rent, and I just thought, especially after all we've been talking about today with, like, boyfriends and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, um, give in to love or live in fear. And hmm. I just think that's so perfect. And I it can that. apply to so many different things in your life, not just your love life, but... Just give in to the things that you love. Otherwise, you're going to be, you're going to regret the things you haven't done. Do you know how many times it's taken for Sam to get that right? (laughs) (laughs) 525,600. That was good. I'll give you that one. How can I work this in? How can I I say it? I need a number joke. (laughs) Not good with the number jokes. That was solid. Harry Cook, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank um, you. Your book, please let us know, title and when it's coming out. Yeah, so it's called Finn and Rye and Fireflies and it's out April 2nd. And it's got Harry Ooh, Cook written on it in big massive. letters. You won't miss it. So if you can't see the title, just look, look for, for Harry Cook on the bookshelf. <laughs> I can't wait to see this in libraries and schools around Australia. Thank you. I can't wait to talk to you in 10 years and be like, remember when you were writing that book and now they have it as part of the curriculum in, in and schools. And now it's a Marvel superhero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were standing on that set and Sam's like, I wish I was in the Marvel. Movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I can't wait to get a copy for you to sign it for me. <laughs> oh, for sure. You can. He was in Rent. Do you know that? I do. Yeah. I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Harry, we finish off our podcast in one particular way, and we would love for you to join in if you would join like in. to. Oh, and you have listened to our podcast, so that's always handy. <laughs> Are you ready, Sam? I'm ready. <clears throat> There's, There's no, no place like homo. homo. There's no place like Homo. There's no place like Homo. Oh, you were doing like a down. I was, I was trying to like, I was trying to like, what's the word? Harmonize. Harmonize. Yeah. I was in rent. <laughs> <laughs>